0: So today I want to tell you a little story about probably the hardest year in my business um, since probably the year that I started my business and share what was going on and share how I almost came to the point of quitting and just walking away from my first business, the recording revolution, share why that happened, what was actually going on. Then what changed? What did I learn What results came after that season? Obviously, I still haven't quit. I'm still here kicking in both businesses. Um, And what can you learn from my really, really rough down year? Uh, This is something I've been wanting to share for a while because I sometimes find out that people think that I don't make mistakes or everything's always working in my business. And uh, I certainly don't want to give that impression. I try to share what does work and what I have learned, but this will be a helpful conversation for you if you're having a really tough season in business or life, or you've just had a tough go at it the entire time. I hope that maybe you can identify with some of this and get some helpful takeaways from my pain to help you pull out of maybe the dark spot that you're in. Let's discuss. episode 130 of the Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. I hope you're doing so well today. Um, It's been an amazing last few days. Uh, Last week, we had an amazing, amazing training uh, that we did live. It's pretty incredible. So I'm just so excited that so many of you came to that and hopefully you got a ton of value out of it uh, this week I want to sort of take you to my lowest point <laughs> in business we've been talking a lot about you know marketing and audience attraction the last few weeks uh, if you've been paying attention maybe you're not maybe you're just diving into one episode that's totally fine um, but let's let's go the opposite direction let's talk about lows and losses um, and and I want to I want to help you out uh, in 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 just being real and being honest. Um, I want to give you something too, before we dive in, if you, if you're just trying to figure this out, this whole online business thing out, uh, on your own, I don't want you to do it on your own. I want to give you a roadmap, uh, for it. I want to give you a step-by-step plan, um, to just get this thing started. There's still time in the year, still time to launch something. In fact, you could launch something in the next 30 days. Uh, there's no reason why you couldn't. Might be a small audience, might be zero audience today, but literally I have a guide that can take you from no audience and no clue what your business would be to making money in 30 days. It won't be a ton of money, but it will be money. And it'll be you building your business and being proud of yourself because you went from nothing to money in your pocket four weeks from now. And you can do it. It's simply a checklist. It's a what to do week one, what to do week two, tools and resources, how to do it for free. If you don't have any money, it is super didactic and super helpful. And just to the point, just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart to get my 30 day online income jumpstart guide. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just open up your browser, type it in. You can grab that guide and read it later. If you're on YouTube, you can click the link below and, uh, and check it out whenever you want. But I want you to have that resource. There's still time to launch something. And if you need help in that process, I, I guide you every step of the way. Grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Okay, so let's talk about the year 2016. It was probably my most frustrating and lowest year. And frustrating is is putting it lightly. It was it was kind of a depressing year and and dark might be the word. Um And to give you some context, I started my business, The Recording Revolution, in 2009. uh, In the fall of 2009, 12 years ago, literally, from this month is when I had my very first blog post. That's crazy. Uh, I was blogging. I was unemployed. I was trying to build an audience for my freelance business that I was trying to ramp up. uh, And God had other plans. I had no idea that there was an entirely different way of monetizing my knowledge, which was creating information products, courses, memberships, all the stuff we're talking about every week. Had no idea that existed, but I was starting. And obviously that year was really punishing. We were on food stamps for 18 months. I was making little to no money uh, working, you know, solid four days a week um, in my office on this. And uh, it was frustrating. So short of that first year and a half of being really painful, um, after that, an incredible success story by year three, start of year three. um, I was doing six figures. And then my business doubled every year after that. It was insane. Um, Had a lot of fun, was able to like upgrade our house and pay cash for some cars and bless some people and go on some trips and, and just, you know, breathe a little more easily. And so that was my trajectory was nothing but up after the initial eighteen months of dark, really hard, 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 and, and I've talked about that before, uh, and we could talk about that again. Like what it was like at the beginning, it was not pretty, but after that period, it was nothing but up, and and then within that, not just revenue, but accolades, acclaim. The year 2015 was a big year for me in terms of some notoriety. I was I was interviewed and featured on Business Insider, Yahoo. Um, Wrote for Growth Lab, uh, which was Ramit Sethi's other website. Um, was able to get interviewed by some of my heroes in the music industry. Um, was able to host a kind of a mini live event at a, a live thing in LA and, and be like a mini host for something. I mean, I was getting invited, getting invited to do cool things, getting some acclaim, getting some notoriety, and that was on top of the money. And I felt like. I was invincible. And I felt like, man, this is a meteoric climb for someone like me who was just a musician and never expected to amount to much. And uh, and I was on a high. The fear when you're on a high like that is that what if it ends? Like, what what if this was it? You know, what's around the corner? Can it always just go up? You know? Um, and that was a thought I had and I just sort of kept it at bay. I probably buried it because I just, I didn't want to think about what that meant. I just wanted to think about growth. So that was 2015, probably the peak in terms of a lot of ways, not the peak, but what I thought was the peak. Then came 2016. And here's what went down in 2016. Q1, my revenue plummeted 30% for no apparent reason. Again, I had a very consistent revenue. I make most of my money, especially back then on evergreen products. It's pretty consistent and it's only growing, I've never plateaued and I've certainly never gone down, uh, and here I was down 30% for the quarter. So that's three straight months to start the year of 2016. Revenue is just kind of falling off a cliff. A 5% dip, a 10% dip, one bad month that's down 30%, but the next month it's back up, not a big deal. 30% down January, February, March. What is happening? So I'm scrambling. I'm like, are my opt-in forms just not on? Like, are people not seeing my videos or my blogs? Like, what is happening? I can't figure anything out. On top of that, number two, I found out when I had my accountant do my tax return, our personal tax return, that uh, I owed $30,000 in unpaid taxes. Now, I pay my taxes throughout the year, like every good business owner, with the goal of not overpaying. I don't want a tax refund. You never want a tax refund aside because a tax refund means that you pay too much to the government Throughout the year, you basically loan them your money. They don't pay you interest on that money. They just return the money to you that's rightfully yours that you shouldn't have paid in the first place. People think that's a gift. It's not a gift. It's, it was your money and you just didn't get to use it last year because you gave it to them for no apparent reason. Um, and so I don't want a refund. I just want to be at zero. I want to have paid exactly what I owe and nothing more, certainly nothing less. Uh, and I don't want to owe money at the end of the year, as a surprise at least, so much to my surprise, I owe $30,000 and turns out it's because my accountant didn't explain something to me. He assumed that I was doing and I wasn't doing. And I was like, dude, you're the expert. Educate me. Tell me what I need to do. It was 30,000 that I actually owe, but I needed to pay it in a different way throughout the year. And I didn't know about it. Um, so he got fired and he said it was my fault. I was like, well, that then you're gone. Um, so that was frustrating. So now I'm having to my, imagine, imagine your sales and revenue going down 30%, your income dropping 30% for three months straight. And then finding out at the end of those three months that you owe $30,000. Now, granted, we had done really well. And so I had cash, but I had to empty all of our cash savings for the most part, personal savings, business savings, just liquidating funds to be able to pay the IRS what I owed them. I don't want to have unpaid back taxes. So I'm draining all our savings accounts at a time when I my income is going down. That was stressful. And then the third and final thing was that I was just burned out. Not on working a lot, just burned out on the topic. So 2016, that is six and a half years now of me teaching every week, two to three times a week, something about recording music. Six and a half years without fail. And dude, I've taught everything I know and then some. And just, it was hitting me, just the burnout of like, gosh, I got to keep showing up. I got to keep writing another blog post. I got to keep posting another video. And I, did, I just was having a hard time getting excited about it. And I don't know about your personality, but for me, I felt guilty about not being excited about it. The burnout I felt shame in because I wanted to be excited for my people. They're excited. I want to be excited for them, to meet them where they're at and serve them. And I was just like, dude, I don't care. I just don't care. Um, and I, I just was like, this is it. This is, this is it, this, it's, it's falling. I'm going off a cliff, you know? <laughs> it's like the cliff that Tom Brady was supposedly on three or four years ago. I mean, that's it, it's all gonna deteriorate from there. I don't know if I wanna do this anymore. I'm just deflated because my income is going down. When income is going up, you feel like you are the smartest person in the room. And that's how I felt. Look at me, I'm so smart. My business keeps growing. I must have cracked the code. When income goes down, I took the blame also. Man, I must not be smart. I must have just gotten lucky what am I doing? And I just didn't want to deal with that. That, that reality frightened me because I felt like maybe I was just a fake. Maybe I just got lucky. And I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to embrace that reality of like, what if, Graham, maybe you just got lucky because um, I really had believed that I had created something and that I'd figured something out. Now, I will say to the day I die that the, the, the genesis for my success Is God. He has blessed my business. I'm a man of faith and I believe that 100 percent And I'll stand before him one day. And and I cannot take all the credit because he it was his idea. I didn't want to start a business. I write write about this in my book that's coming out. I I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. That's the first line of my chapter one. Um, It was not my idea. It was God's idea. It was a good idea. I'm glad he gave it to me and he really blessed me. But short of that, you know, I was starting to believe my own press. And I had gotten a lot of press lately. Man, I'm really smart. I figured this out. And when things were going down, I was like, crap. And then I owe $30,000 and I'm like, I'm I'm just, I'm a bad business owner. I should have known more. I should have talked to my accountant. Maybe it's my fault. Well, how did I miss this? I was ashamed to talk about it with my wife. And then just being burned out on the content when I'm not excited about it anymore. All those things, that was the recipe in 2016 for me being like, I think this might be it. And I really thought I was just gonna fade off into the sunset and just let the automations spin as long as they could and, and just make some final sales on the way out. Um, and I don't know what I was gonna do next. And that scared me almost more than anything. Cause I was like, I don't wanna to have to go back to a day job. I don't wanna to have to go back to a desk or a cubicle. I don't wanna to have to face my family and friends who ask why I'm not doing the recording revolution anymore. Well, cause I couldn't hack it. Had a great run. But it couldn't hack it. I, that was that was what I was feeling, and I just wanted to quit. Then a few things changed. Let me share what those things were. Four things. Shay, my wife, said, "Hey, you're out of ideas. What if you just reshared some of your old content? You've got all this amazing content. You've created this incredible asset called the Recording Revolution, where you have six plus years of content. You know." over a thousand pieces of content. And some of them have been huge and amazing. Certainly there's people that haven't checked out all your content. What if you just reshared some of that when you post on Facebook or re-email it to your list, like old content and just pull it out from the vault, you know, and and just see if it engages with people if you don't have any new ideas. So I did. I created, I literally started to call it like from the vault and I would, I would share old content along with the new content so I wouldn't have to post as much. And what was crazy is that people who had never seen those articles or those videos were blown away. And I got so much engagement, comments under the blog post, comments under the videos. People were just losing their minds. Like, this is so good. And it just reminded me like, wow, I have this asset that nobody's looking at. Like I I think everyone's looked at it, but they haven't. So that was really interesting. And that just got me a little more excited and it brought some engagement. Um, The second thing I did was that I I had a couple friends that approached me about affiliate promoting some of their products and I had nothing I wanted to sell, nothing new to sell anyway. So I was like, sure, I'll just send a couple emails to my list because their products were awesome. And I knew I felt comfortable promoting them. And so I did. Both of those promotions made me a ton of money. One made me over $100,000 and one made me about $40,000 with like my cut. It was insane. I was like, man, that was huge. And that reminded me, that my audience still wanted to buy things and really wanted to learn things. And they really trusted me. So if I recommended somebody's course, they were going to go check it out. And these were guys that were making, there were two really good courses and that were a really good fit for my audience. So it was, it's no surprise that they sold well. It was their marketing, it was their sales copy. It was their follow-up that made the sale. But you know, that's why affiliate marketing can be so good when you really have an audience that trusts you, they're going to go check out the product already in the state of mind that like Graham has signed off on this and so that was huge for me it obviously infused a lot of cash when I needed it because I just drained all my cash and nothing new to sell so that was huge. Third thing I stumbled across some YouTube consulting this was interesting there was a company that had reached out to me um, that wanted to sort of handle my YouTube ad revenue where they would try to change the ads that were appearing on my videos my monetized um, you know videos to be more relevant to my audience. So they might get more clicks and more engagement. And the, the goal of this company is like to increase your, your monetized ad revenue on YouTube. And then they take a small cut of it, but obviously they're like, we wanna increase it so much so that after even our cut of your ad revenue, your cut will still be more than you're currently making without us. And so I was willing to just give it a try. And some of the perks for working with that company was they were gonna give me some free YouTube consulting. They had a whole company uh, and they were gonna put me, in touch with one of their people. And I was gonna have like three sessions with this guy. He was gonna comb through my channel. We jump on live call and uh, and he would just sort of like walk through how I could make the channel better to get more views, get more revenue, and all that kind of stuff. I didn't really care about the ad revenue as much, um, but I was interested in the YouTube consulting, um, which is really, really cool. I also got an opportunity to be uh, a contributor to the Huffington Post through that. So I was able to write some articles and get some credibility as um, a contributor to the Huffington Post, which is really cool. So I did these three calls with a YouTube consultant and he didn't know anything about recording or mixing or music, which was perfect. He knows everything about YouTube channels and what makes them pop. And so we're on these calls and he was asking me these questions. He's like, like, I don't know anything about what you teach, but it certainly seems like your content is getting more and more advanced and more and more technical as the years go on have you considered just going back to the basics and sharing stuff that you shared years ago that maybe the majority of your audience might relate to more because it's more beginner? And I said, well, I mean, yeah, I could, but I've already covered that stuff, you know? So I'm trying to add more to the channel to make it a resource that's got more, you know, more stuff for people to progress you know, and, and have the next thing to watch when they get more advanced. And he, he said something that, that just totally revolutionized the way I thought about content creation. He said, don't make content for the people that move up through you. I mean, you can to a certain extent, but that's going to be a small percentage of your audience. The, the majority of your audience are going to be beginners, people who just found you today, and they're probably not going to go back and rewatch all your stuff. The majority aren't at least. So, to do well on YouTube, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to keep creating something completely new. Just keep talking about the core things. I'm sure there's core, he's like, I don't know anything about audio recording, but I'm sure there's core things that are foundational to audio recording that everybody needs to know. And you could probably hit those over and over again. And he started to point me to, you know, these makeup tutorials, these channels on on YouTube that all their videos, the ones that crushed were the ones that were like, the same type of video, oh, me going to Ulta beauty supplies and and just buying a bunch of, of makeup. Watch what I buy, like those. They could keep doing that video every single week and just do a different shopping spree every single week, and people would watch because they just want more of the same. Um, he's like showing me the, these video gamers that are they're they're just streaming games. All, they're doing the same thing. It's just more of the same, but it's what people wanted, and it it challenged me because I wanted to be different. I wanted to never repeat myself, never say the same thing twice and just always bring new information. And then while we were on this YouTube consult, it reminded me of something that Ramit Sethi said. He said, when somebody asked him about, you know, repeating a message or saying the same thing multiple times in your content over the years, he said, it's not a bad thing that people hear you say the same message over and over again. You should be so lucky was the way he put it. He said, you should be so lucky that someone even finds your content in the first place and listens to it in a podcast or a blog post or a YouTube video. You should be so lucky that they see you again and get to hear you again share that message. So you got the, his point is twofold. One, most people aren't hearing it a second time because it's usually the first time they found you. Like most people won't come back and listen to it again. But his whole second point was, People need to hear your message again and they should be so lucky to hear it again and you should be so lucky that they're hearing it again. Like it's rare. Like don't just assume everyone's heard it, it's time to share something new. No, come back to the basics. I realized in those YouTube consult meetings that I was overthinking my content strategy. That was the third thing that changed. And it really changed the way I thought about content, going back to the basics, addressing the same things again in a fresh way, which is something that I've been teaching actually this month In my six-figure coaching community, we do a masterclass every month. And this month, it's all about uh, something that Ramit actually calls the prism strategy, but it's how to revisit your old content again through the lens of different types of content presentation. So I I walked through 10 different types. It's pretty awesome how you can basically come back to the same content with 10 different formats and share in a fresh new way. But fourth thing that I changed was that I hired someone to help me with marketing. I've been doing it for seven years on my own. At that point, it was a multi-six-figure business. I think that year I was doing about $500,000 in revenue. Um, But I was introduced to somebody and reluctantly hired him uh, because again, I'm skeptical and I'm a lone wolf and I can do it all myself, blah, blah, blah. Um, Brought this guy on for some fresh ideas. um, And that is exactly what he brought. He brought fresh ideas, not Complicated ideas. I thought he was going to overhaul everything, very simple ideas, but it was another mind, fresh ideas that I just hadn't thought of because I was stuck in my own ways and it invigorated me tremendously. And what I want to share with you now are the results, three key results that came from these changes. Okay. The following year, again, right after the year I was going to quit, 2017, was huge for my business. So we launched a brand new website that was way better, launched and created two new webinars that led to a ton of revenue, both became evergreen webinars, created a new product bundle that has become a bestseller, if not the bestseller for me, and then created some YouTube videos on the channel that went viral that to this day, send me the majority of my leads, which is incredible. It was a really fruitful year, a lot of new creation, a lot of excitement, a lot of energy, and really good content for my audience. Number three, the following year after that, 2018, is when I first crossed over the $1 million mark per year, right? So I had made probably $2 million, $3 million cumulatively in my business up to that point, but 2018 was the first year that I made over a million dollars in that calendar year uh, from my business. Uh, and which was just a huge goal I had for a long time. And some of my students have gotten there so much faster than I did. It took me a while. It took me a while, um, but I, that was a huge goal I had. And it also led to some amazing collaborations with creative people in the industry where we made multiple webinars and products, And all of that expanded my brand, which has really also helped me evolve the brand uh, today where I don't have to be in it every day as the front-facing content. So that was a huge year, 2018. And then 2018, if you'll remember, and maybe you're newer, but maybe not, some of your wily vets was the year that I launched grahamcochran.com. And so this was something that I had wanted to do since 2015, was start this brand. But I put it off for a lot of reasons, mostly imposter syndrome and fear, finally launched in 2018 because I was reinvigorated in 2017 with all that was happening in the recording revolution. I, I learned a lot of new things. So a lot of new things work. We tried a lot of things. And I was like, I've got to talk about this with people. I want to share everything that I've been doing up until uh, the 2016, the year I almost quit. Um, I wanted to share everything that I knew that worked. And then I want to share all the new things that we were doing in the previous year and a half leading up to me launching Graham Cochran that were were like icing on the cake that really took the business forward. And so that was a game changing year for me because I really love this stuff and wanted to have a place where I could formally share it. I was sharing a little bit. I was coaching people one-on-one behind closed doors. I was sharing on Facebook in 2017, but I finally launched the website in January of 2018, this YouTube channel, Uh, the podcast came in 2019, Uh, but that was a huge. And what that's led to is now another million dollar a year business uh, so many amazing students of mine, so much life change for them and their businesses and their customers and their clients. A book deal, um, so many connections with people that I or are heroes of mine that I never would have imagined because I crossed over into this other brand. And that wouldn't have happened if I quit the recording revolution back in 2016. So huge change. And I'm very glad I didn't quit, obviously, for a lot of reasons. Um, but I wanted to share four takeaways for you. As I was thinking back to like, why does anybody, why would you care about my story? What is, what's in it for you? And I appreciate you letting me share on this episode a little bit. Um, but there are four things that just came to mind that I think I want to encourage you with and help you with, because if you are doing an online business, like I am, you're going to face this kind of stuff if you haven't already. So the first takeaway for you is is pretty simple. Expect low points. Your business will ebb and flow. There will be highs and there will be lows. So what I want you to do is expect and prepare for the lows. They're almost impossible to prepare your heart exactly for because it's all theoretical, it's all head knowledge until it happens. But do not expect a meteoric rise and it to always go up. If it does just take your spouse out to eat and celebrate uh, and be thankful. Um, That's not a problem. I don't think we have a problem when things take off and are doing well. It's when things don't take off, when things go backwards where it feels like what's going on. So all I want you to do is expect low points. There are dips and revenue dips. There's products that you'll launch that don't do well. I launched a product in 2019, uh, a course that I thought people were asking me for that I thought was going to be a next level from my base course. Uh, And it's amazing. And I made sure it had a ton of actionable, amazing material. I launched it and it it sold horribly. Now, the people who bought it loved it, but like hardly anybody bought it. I was so confused and so disheartened and I had those doubts again. I'm like, man, am I missing something? Um, I was really frustrated, really frustrated. I put a lot of work into that course. I experimented months later by taking that course and bundling it into my membership for free. And that was a gamble because I'm giving up sales to sell the potential to sell that course by giving it for free when you join my membership. And if you're a member of my six-figure coaching community, then you know exactly what course that is. Um, And you know what's amazing is that putting it in my membership, I don't know if it sells more memberships. I hope it does. The course is worth a lot. It's worth the price of the membership alone but I've had so many amazing people go through the course and reference it over and over again and use it as part of their membership access. And they're getting great results with it, referencing it, going back to it. And so that was the whole point of making it was to help people. It's really good material. So yeah, I've had, I've had misses and swings and misses, but um, it's, I've learned, I got to expect them now. I've got to expect that not everything I touch is going to turn to gold. And I, I just was really fortunate that everything I touched for the most part turned to gold early on, that it, tainted the way I looked at business as if it's a straight line up and it's not. So expect low points. Number two, this is huge. You got to get clear on your why. Why do you do this? You probably had a reason when you started. Have you forgotten why? Did you ever get clear on why? And listen, the why can't just be about money. It can't. I was making $500,000 a year back in 2016, and was hating life because I wasn't getting what my why had become, which was a straight line up of revenue. Revenue's down. I owe back taxes. Uh, And and the burnout just made me go, forget it then. If I'm not going to get the money that I wanted, why should I keep doing this? That was pretty exposing, right? That kind of revealed, oh, Graham, I guess your why has kind of become just to make more money, and so when that didn't happen, poor little Graham got sad, and you know he felt bad for himself and wanted to quit, which is basically what what I did. Forget this, man. If I'm not going to crush it, I'm going to quit, and that's kind of how my personality has been. Um, and I, I don't know if, if you resonate with that at all, but that's how I felt, and that that revealed to me my why is not very strong. There was there were other whys early on, and and I think I got a little narrow in my focus, and so for you you've got to have a why that's richer, deeper, involves other people. It has to be more than just money, right? So one why I think that has to be there is in this type of business, at least, and I think any business, but especially this business, you have to be excited about helping people every day. Like you have to really believe that what you're teaching and what you're sharing will help people and that it'll make a difference. And then that means something to you, that that is a currency to you of, Oh, being able to help somebody go get results in whatever your your area of expertise is. That has to be a currency that's valuable to you. And if it's not, then you might stick around as long as money is good. But the moment you have a bad month or or three, like I did, you'll be like, why am I doing this again? And that's fair. You're allowed to make up your why. I'm not saying you have to wanna serve people, but I really think it's a good why, especially in this business. Um, Third takeaway, don't do this alone. Don't do this alone. For six and a half years, and then really before I, I, I hired my marketing guy, seven years, I was running my business by myself. For the first three years, 100% by myself. Um, for the First four years, excuse me. And then the, the previous three, I had hired an assistant to do email for me but I was still making every decision by myself, coming up with every product idea by myself, coming up with all the content by myself, doing all the sales copy, all the sales pages, everything myself for seven years. I think I was able to do that because of my personality. I'm an introvert, I'm a lone wolf. I just get things done, I'm dis- self-discipline isn't a problem. Um, but it's not good you know, the Bible says in the book of Genesis, it's not good for man to be alone. And that has many meanings. I think there's something true about that. It's not good for us to be alone in our businesses. Now we start solo businesses, solopreneur businesses, and I think it's a great way to start. But what I mean is don't go along on this journey by yourself. There's a lot of ways to do it with other people. One is you could join a coaching community or a paid mastermind or start your own free mastermind. Grab up a couple of friends that have businesses and say, let's meet up every week or every other week or whatever, and just keep each other accountable to what we're doing in our businesses and help each other. But grab a group of friends that you can talk about business with. Hire somebody. It doesn't have to be a business partner or a marketing executive. It can just be an assistant who you bring into some of the stuff you're doing. And if that assistant is a target market of yours and really understands your audience, you can bounce ideas off of him or her about content, about ideas. And they, they can. if you give them ownership, they could become a valuable asset to you, a partner to you. Uh, this summer, I hired uh, one of my students, Marcus, who's been in, well, he's taken my course. He's been in my community. He's been a superstar in my community anyway, And he kind of became my community manager. I gave him free lifetime membership to the community anyway because he was just crushing it. I was like, hey, can I just give you free membership forever just to continue to be you in the membership? Um, But he continued to send me good ideas and over deliver and just, we kind of formed a bit of a friendship and um, I ended up hiring him on a temporary basis this summer to do some YouTube SEO stuff for me and to try some things that he really wanted to try. He had some good ideas and I wanted him to try them. And uh, I since hired him full time. He works for me full time and he's added value way beyond to just making YouTube videos and and editing them and looking at thumbnails and looking at SEO. Uh, He's had so much great idea for content ideas and um, email ideas and product ideas because he's my target market. He knows my content also really well. So he's become a huge asset, um, which has been fun. It's so much more fun to not do this alone. So he's been a huge asset. And if you don't have a mastermind that you're a part of, you don't have someone you hire, just find a friend, just one friend that you can bounce ideas off of and brainstorm with. Super valuable. Don't go this alone. It'll help you stay the course, help you stay invigorated and not quit. And the fourth and final takeaway is listen to your audience for what they want and come back to the basics. That was something I missed. I felt like I needed to keep expanding and adding new, different, more advanced, crazier stuff, because I was afraid of repeating myself. And I, I missed i missed a huge part of being a, a brand and, and a, a content creator is the best ones do repeat themselves the best messages over and over again so that their people get it built into their brain. How many times... Have I talked about why you need an email list and not relying on social media? How many times have I talked about lead magnets and how to get people to jump on your email list? How many times have I talked about pricing online courses and and how to sell them? Like, I'm going to keep saying a lot of the same things. It's going to happen in different ways, but I need to keep coming back to the basics because that's what you and my audience at large need. And so that was a huge takeaway for me. It's like, I don't have to come up with something new as much as I need to serve my people. And as long as it's serving my people and it's giving the people what they need and want, then I'm in business. These four things are important because they'll help you not quit. And why is not quitting important? Because the only way to reach your goals, the only way to achieve success is to stay in this game long enough. There's too many people who are focused on the overnight sensations, the meteoric rise on TikTok, or whatever it is, thinking that that's normative and that if it's been two years and you haven't made much money, there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Most businesses that I coach, it takes them into the three-year mark, year three, to really see some exponential growth. It's like steady, basic, boring growth. And then by year three, something happens usually it's one video that pops or one episode or one blog post to get some traction, or they finally built a product. That's the right fit. That's what it was for me. It, on my it was my fifth and sixth online course that I launched that finally made a difference. My first four were just okay. Course five and six became hits. So it took me having to launch a bunch of products to find the right fit. If you quit, you'll never, you'll never be in the business long enough to see the results and see what it could be. So If you're still serving people, if people like your material, but you just haven't reached your goals yet, make sure you're setting your business up in such a way that you won't quit, that you'll be able to sustain it for the long haul so that you will reach your goals. I hope that helps. And one way to help get started right away is to use my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. You can click the link below if you're watching on YouTube or just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. It'll be a kick in the pants for you. No more sitting around like, oh, well, I don't know if I'm ready to start this thing or I've started, but I haven't launched anything. Launch something in the next 30 days. It doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be perfect. I show you how to live launch things. I give you the the whole template for how to do it. Make, Make 400 bucks in the next 30 days, make 200 bucks in the next 30 days, make 800 bucks in the next 30 days by launching something you've never built before. Even if you don't have an audience yet, you can do it. That'll give you some motivation to really build out the rest of your business. So check it all out at grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. And then, hey, if you're watching on YouTube, leave me a comment, let me know. Have you ever felt like you were going to quit? What led to that feeling? How were you feeling? If you didn't quit, what stopped you from quitting? What lessons have you learned? Share anything below. I'd love to hear from you. I appreciate you listening to my story and I hope this is encouraging to you. Um, Yeah, it's definitely not a straight line. Life is messy. And it's if you're in it long enough, you can get certainly burnt out and lose track of why you got into this in the first place. So we need to sometimes recenter. And that's part of why I wanted to share this today. As always, thanks for watching. If you're on YouTube, thanks for listening. If you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you catch this show, I hope you're having an amazing day, staying healthy and staying safe. Got some cool stuff coming up for you soon. Um, so stay tuned for that about book about authorship about building that kind of brand so i'm excited to drop that for you and uh i can't wait to see you in another episode Let's see.